The Verdict Podcast will begin shortly. The Verdict Podcast will begin shortly. Let's try this again. What's up, niggas and niggas? It is your favorite funny girl, comedian Judge Miles, and you already know that when the judge is in, the verdict is out. That's right. Your girl has her very own podcast in which I need you, my jurors, to call on in. You see the number right there. It is plastered for you. 313-753-2696. Please make sure to give us a call, okay? While you guys are giving us a call, I am just getting everything together. Um, I am so excited today because we have a full, full, full segment. We're talking about Cardi B and Offset. We're talking about ghetto parenting. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about Will Smith and does he have a new boo that looks similar to Miss Jada? We have so many things to talk about today. But before we begin, I have to give you guys a PSA. We're going right into it right now. The verdict podcast is done in a comedic light. All of the content, all of the verbiage, anything that's done right here on this podcast is not in any relation to any business association or organization that the judge is a part of. I stand alone and alone only. We are going to be telling truth. We want to let you know that we do not condone any acts of violence, nor do we condone homophobia, but we will tell our truth and we will not be bullied by any other group. Do you hear me? Very good. All right. So now that we didn't get that out the way, if your panties are in a bunch, if you do not like profanity, this is not the podcast for you. Please go on over there to Club Shay Shay, to Candy Coated Nights, to the Drink Champs, talk to TD Jakes, but this ain't for you because we're going to do a lot of cursing and acting up tonight okay if you are new to my podcast welcome to the verdict podcast i am comedian judge miles and you can follow me on all platforms under comedian judge miles make sure you guys subscribe to my youtube channel caring is sharing and if you like the content make sure to give me some money in my cash app all right so when you hear this right here Court is now in session. You know what time it is, okay? Court is officially in session, okay? And I need everyone to rise for the honorable judge, comedian Judge Miles. We're about to get into some things, sweetie. We're getting into some things right now as we speak, okay? Now, a lot of you may not know, but your girl has a uh, comedy show coming up. 
And so we're just going to talk about that really quick. It is this Friday. This Friday, it is hosted by T-Barb. You have one of the most legendary comments in the city of Detroit, Mr. Foolish himself. You also have uh, myself as well as who else do we have on this show? Let me see. Let me check it out. We'll stop it right there. Let me stop it right there. Uh, we also have who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Shorty and Mike Chase. So come on out this Friday, okay, um, 7 p.m., and get ready to have some fun. We're going into our first segment of today, which is entitled Dumb Shit. We all know someone who participates in dumb shit, and this is no different. We're going to talk about dumb shit tonight, sweeties. Okay, let me just make sure everything is everything here on the podcast. All right, everybody can hear me. Everybody can see me. Very good. All right, let's go on to our first dumb shit. I know y'all heard about it. Y'all know Charleston White? Listen, he reminds me of Rufus or Ruckus off of, uh, I forgot what show that is. However, he is black, but he happened to hate niggas. He hate nigga shit. But he is one of those individuals who, who are, you know, gunning for equality with children in the judicial system. But you would never know that because he's so goddamn ignorant, right? But Charleston White, he has a method to his madness, okay? He says that the reason he behaves in this manner is because he has to talk to people on their level. When he was in bow ties and when he was trying to talk professionally, nobody was listening to him. And now that he's talking ignorant, he has everybody's attention. And guess what? Over the weekend, somebody got his attention. Check this out. Charleston White was on stage doing his comedy gig and got into a scuffle with the audience. Now, let me tell y'all what they said happened, child. Lots of dumb shit to discuss. Lots of dumb shit. They are claiming that the audience was being disrespectful. He was in Houston. They were screaming out mob ties. He told them, fuck your mob ties. I got my money already. I really don't care about none of y'all talking about. Baby, when I tell you that they rushed that stage, that's what they did. And when Mr. Charleston said he want to give you flowers, that's what he did. He gave them people flowers while they was alive. You hear me? He threw that flower pot at that man's head so fast, and then he followed it up, honey, with a microphone. Oh, yes. They tackled his ass. But guess what? That man who weighed 150 pounds, he ain't have one scratch on him, okay? Now, we got to talk about this. We are in a new culture. We are in this culture where people feel like they can get up out of their seat at an event, a comedy show, at a concert, and they can run up on the stage with the artist, okay, with the entertainment, and that they can fight them or challenge them. Now, I don't know what type of times we living in, but I make sure to carry my CPL because when I'm performing, there is no reason why any audience member should be on that stage with me. If an audience member leaves its seat, if it vacates its seat to come get on the stage with me, there's going to be a problem. Order in the court. However, I have to say this. I feel that comedians 
need to understand that we are in some very trying days, okay? We're in some very trying days. There's a lot going on. I mean, amongst COVID-19 and all of the other conspiracies and things that's going on in people's lives, people are really going through things. So when they come to a comedy show, they're looking to laugh. They're looking to be entertained. What they're not looking for is to become the butt of your joke. And a lot of comedians have this really bad, okay? They run out of material or or they get a heckler and so they stop with their material and they end up talking to the crowd. They end up arguing with the crowd, which takes them off of their purpose, right? And which makes them look extremely unprofessional. And so I have to say that this is a hung jury for me because who was right? Who was wrong? What is your verdict? You know, did he have a right to run up on the stage after he was disrespected by Mr. Charleston White? Or was he completely wrong? I need to know y'all verdict. You guys can always call in 313-753-2696. Nevertheless, this is definitely some dumb shit. And we about to move right on to dumb shit number two, you guys. We got more dumb shit on the way. Krishan Rock. Oh, my goodness. This poor child, this poor beautiful child has to be one of the dumbest bitches on Social media right now. I cannot take her. This is the baby mama of Blueface. She was a girlfriend for a very long time. As you guys know, she's missing her tooth due to dealing with Blueface, arguing with his baby mama. They fight. Her tooth is missing. So she had eight tattoos of Blueface on her body, specifically with one big one being on her neck, okay? And she says she's done with... <laughs> she says that she is completely done with Blueface. And so she got the, the tattoo removed on her neck. Okay. She put a uh, flower on top of it and we were so excited. But then she got a new boyfriend and turned around and put his name on her. Listen, sweetie, how many names is you going to have on you? Why are you doing this to your body? God is not pleased. Not only that, but you fucking with so many niggas, you're going to become uh, a staple in the community. You are community pussy at this point. You're going to tattoo every nigga name on your body? I mean, this is ridiculous, Krishan. I don't know what went wrong in this young lady's life, but something definitely went wrong. Her mother was a drug addict, allegedly, or alcoholic. Her father was whipping her mama ass. She's seen a lot growing up, uh, been touched, all type of things. Poverty, all of these things are going on, but you can always tell when a woman is broken. This woman, as beautiful as she is, is extremely broken, and that's how it goes. Most women who are extremely beautiful, they are insecure than a motherfucker. And I'm gonna tell you something. This is dumb shit. You take one nigga tattoo off your throat to put another nigga tattoo of his name on your wrist you only been with the motherfucker for all of three days this is ridiculous now i am not opposed to people putting their significant other on their body i have my significant other on my body and i am happy to do so because he's mine okay we're together Okay, he's a quality God fearing man. Hell yeah, I tattoo him, but I'm not tattooing his face on my neck. I'm not tattooing his motherfucking name on my forehead. I'm not doing any of that dumb shit. Do you hear me? I'm not doing it. And he's my fiance. I'm not going to get any regular nigga off the street and just decide after dating him for three, four days, two months, that I'm going to get your name tatted on me. Because at the end of the day, what does that really prove? Does that really prove that you love a motherfucker? How many people walking around getting fucked with somebody else's name on them and it ain't the person that's fucking them? Hello? Hello? Order in the court. Yeah, court is not in session. Let's talk about it. 
Court is now in session. Blueface said it best. Just because a woman has your name tattoo does not eliminate her Court from being a whore. Just because a nigga got your name tattooed on him does not eliminate him from cheating on you, sis. These are great acts of kindness. These are great acts of, you know, generosity. But at the end of the day, you look dumb as fuck. Like my juror just said, you looking like an autograph book, okay? You're around this bitch. Every nigga that didn't fuck you then autographed your stupid ass. And she's too pretty for this. When you this bad, when you this bad, you supposed to have a bad mentality. What do I mean by that? You supposed to have a boss mentality. You supposed to know that you come first. You the one and not the two. Bitch, you around here acting like the three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because, mind you, none of these niggas got her name tatted. Order in the motherfucking court. Do you hear what I'm trying to tell you? None of them have her name tatted. Is that a problem? I need y'all to call on in and let me know what is your verdict. We moving on to more dumb shit, but this is a new segment. This segment is entitled Celebrity Gossip. Let's talk about it. I love celebrity gossip. Let's clap it up for the celebrities. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you guys, for having so much tea. You guys have so much tea, and I just want to thank you for that tea, okay? I need to thank you guys for that tea because without the celebrities and their luxurious uh, drama, messy-ass toxicity, we wouldn't have shit to talk about because other than this podcast, I don't give a fuck about people's business. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to talk about it today. What is your verdict? Oh, my God. Have you guys heard about Cardi B and Offset. Now, this is one of my favorite couples, you guys. This is one of my favorite couples. But allegedly, Mr. Offset can't keep his dick in his pants. Now, Cardi B, to me, is top notch. She's a beautiful young lady. She's talented. She's making money. You guys got to understand the extent of this. When she first got with Offset, Offset motivated her, right? But then a lot of things start falling off in Offset's life. He broke up from his group. One of his band members um, was murdered. And so he's standing alone and he is trying to get out of his deal. And so Cardi B has been holding him up. Her fans have been holding him up. She has been uh, marketing him. She has been supporting him. But we continue to hear that Offset Offset can't keep his dick to himself. Now, they have two beautiful children together, okay? He seems as if he wants to be a good man, but I have to tell you guys something. A lot of men don't grow up into 35, 40 years old. So even though Cardi is ready to be a married woman, Offset is a rock star. He's still around this bitch trying to get his dick wet. And the latest victim, which was called out by Mr. Blueface, was Krishan Rock, allegedly, right? So they get into it. Blueface and Krishan, they get into it. He comes over there. We, we reported this last week. He comes over there. He steals their baby. He fights her friend. They get into a fight. Jaden leaves his house. She leaves the house. Then she goes and gets his tattoo removed from her neck. And the next thing you know, Mr. Blueface, which is an Aquarius man, he was hurt. And I have to say that because there are so many people who are into astrology. One people, what people don't understand is a lot of times, the Aquarius man is extremely petty. He cannot take what he gives. So he's a whore, okay? That Aquarius man is a whore. He likes to cheat, especially if you, do, you don't have his attention. He's a rolling stone. But when the woman does it to that Aquarius man, he absolutely hates it. And so this is no different. 
He hates the fact that she is moving on. She has a new nigga. She didn't tattoo him. She didn't took off his tattoo. So she goes on to Instagram, social media, and says, oh, why don't you tell the people that you fucked Cardi B's husband? Uh, he gives dates. He gives times. And it's just like, <gasps> clutching my pearls. Now, come on, Krishan. I know you're not around here fucking people's husbands. I knew you was a dumbass girl because of the shit that you doing. But I didn't know you was this dumb right because you guys all know that when you fuck with a married man or a married woman god said you not you do not supposed to get in between what god has put together so you will be reaping some type of consequences for this okay this is probably why your life is in shambles and chaos because you continue to do dumb shit like this okay so this is the latest and cardi b went on there and she reported hey i don't give a fuck i'm single I don't know if it's true, but if it is true, so be it. Amen. Amen again. We're moving right on. Now, let's talk about Fabulous and all of his spiciness, honey. Fabulous is 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 becoming too sassy for me. Listen, ever since him and Emily broke up, I don't know what's going on with boy. Boy knocked her too far. What's up with all these people getting their teeth knocked out? Y'all teeth ain't strong. Y'all need to drink some motherfucking milk around this bitch. Y'all need some vitamin D. Order in a quart. Nevertheless, we are all blown away by Mr. Fab and this picture. Now, it's not just the purse that he has on. Bottega, I don't give a fuck what designer it is. Men are not supposed to wear purses, okay? I don't know what's going on in this new generation, but this is some gay shit, okay? And we're going to judge you based off of what we see because perception is reality. And our perception is you looking sassy. Okay, we already got recordings of Diddy calling you daddy, asking why you ain't called him. And I feel like Diddy got you. Okay, I feel like Diddy tampered with that asshole some type of way, allegedly. Okay, because why is you holding that purse like that? It looks like Fabulous has been played with. It looks like something is going on with Fabulous. Is this something that you need to tell us, Fabulous? Because we're waiting for you to come out of the closet if you in that bitch. Now, you're going to hurt a lot of people's feelings because we fuck with F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. But we ain't want you to be Fabulous for real. You're around this bitch like a Fabulous auntie. We don't we don't know what to do with this, Fab. We don't know what to do with this. Have you you entered into the community? You in the LGBTQAA? Like, let us know something, okay? Because right now, shit ain't looking good. Shit looking real sweet out here. Order in the court. Listen, fellas, I don't know who told y'all that this shit is what's up, but us women, we definitely be talking about you in our group chat. Is the nigga gay? That's what we want to know. Is he gay? Okay? That's what we be wanting to know. Is the nigga gay? Who knows? You never know nowadays, right? All right, you guys, we're moving on, 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 on. Make sure you guys call in. Tell me what you feel about this. If you want to call in, the number is 313-753-2696. Once again, it's 313-753-2696. You guys, we are still on Celebrity Gossip. We were talking about Fabulous and how sassy he been looking lately. Ever since his girl left him, he been getting real sassy. Was it a reason why Miss Emily B left you? Did she leave you because... You been getting that backdoor play with? <laughs> you know, a lot of these men be getting that backdoor play with, sweetie. Let me just make sure my studio ain't completely falling down, okay? Because it is hot up in her. We're moving right along, you guys, to more celebrity gossip. Allegedly, honey, Mr. Will Smith himself was spotted with a new boo. Some boy here, bitch, looking like 
His old bald-headed bitch. He love bitches with alopecia, allegedly, okay? Now, we don't know if they really together, but we hope so. We hope that he is really done with Jada and all her emasculating and, and disrespect. They can stay married all they fucking want, but we just want to see Will Smith happy. Speaking of Will Smith, we saw Will Smith perform at uh, one of these award ceremonies, and he was with Jazzy, Jazzy J or F or P, whatever the fuck this name is. He did Summertime, and, you know, the people were still fucking with, the people still fucking with, 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 with Mr. Will Smith. That's the thing that, see, she hasn't completely broken him, but if, she, if he keeps it up with her, he, she will. She will. How y'all feeling about this celebrity gossip? Call on in 313-753-2696. I would love for my jurist to talk to me. Hold on one second, y'all. All right. I would love for my jurist to talk to me. You guys, we are moving on to situationship number one. Now, when we talk about situationships, we're talking about we're talking about individuals um and 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 situations that may occur okay you guys can tell me what you feel about the situationship you can call on in and tell me how you feel the first situationship is this what is a man supposed to do in this type of situation i'm having technical difficulties what is a man supposed to do in this type of situation Okay, you fucking a man, but you still short on your rent. Order in the court. Baby, baby, let me talk to you hoes because that's what y'all is. If you fucking somebody and you still can't pay your rent, sweetheart, 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 abort mission. Okay, what would you do in this situation? It's so many women in this situation. You got a nigga that you fucking on, that you loving on. But when it's time for some help, you can't even get no help out that motherfucker. What, 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 what type of time y'all on? Y'all mamas ain't teach y'all shit. I need to know. Call on in. 313-753-2696. Ladies, you should never let nobody play in your face like this. First of all, your coochie, okay, that's how you know you old school. Your coochie, your vagina, your pussy, your pearl, it's supposed to be sacred, goddammit. It's one of the best things you can give a man. It's that coochie, okay? Because that coochie produces children. Now, you laying down with a motherfucker who can't even help you pay rent, you know goddamn well he ain't going to be able to help you with no children order in the court. So I'm trying to figure out why is this steady happening? Huh, ladies? How come you got a man, but you calling up your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your best friend, asking for $40? Does that make sense? Ladies, we got to do better for 2024. Otherwise, you're going to continue to be a laughing stock, okay? You need to know your worth, and then you need to add text to your worth. This upcoming year, I am challenging women to love themselves. First of all, sweetheart, if you don't have money on your rent, you shouldn't be fucking nobody. You, you got other things you need to do. You might need to enroll into a, a certification program. You might need to uh, 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 get you a, a, a second job. You got too many things you need to be doing besides fucking, okay? And so I'm going to just say this to my ladies. Ladies, we got to do better. 
We got to do better. We're, somebody is looking at us. You, a lot of these women got children. It's time to become role models. It's time to have standards. A lot of you are attracting these type of men because you are that type of woman. Okay? You ain't got shit. He ain't got shit. Y'all made to be. You got to change the trajectory of your life. And it starts today. If you're watching this podcast right now, I am so very happy that you are because I want to help change somebody's life. I want to help give somebody some confidence. Clearly, we're missing confidence here. Anytime you fucking a nigga that can't even help you on your bills, order in the court. Call on in 313-753-2696. I need my jurors to help me. Help me deliberate. Now, today is not going to be as long as last week. We're going to get through this, um, and I'm hoping that you guys give me a call, 313-753-2696, so that we can discuss these things because they they need to be discussed right here on the Verdi Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, and if you like this content, make sure to give your girl some money, okay? Also, make sure to share. We're talking about situationship number one. All these women laying down with these broke-ass niggas, okay, that can't help them, can't do shit for them, but y'all steady throwing that pussy in a circle, order in a court. I don't understand that. That's some sad-ass shit, okay? You're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing your family. In the words of Mr. Jemison, have some dignity, okay? You got to have some dignity around this motherfucker. And a lot of you are simply missing it. Order in the court. All right. I'm moving right on to situationship number two. Situationship number two. We got to talk about some things. This took me out. How many of you are Christians? If you're a Christian, I need you to drop, drop that love, drop that heart. If you're a Christian, wrap your, wrap your set, okay? Rep your set if you are a Christian, okay? If you love God, you go to church, all right, and you tied. I want you to, I want you to drop down some hearts. Very good. I want to let you guys know right now, I am a Hebrew. I love God the most high, okay? Yah, okay? All right? I love him. He comes first in my life. However, I don't really subscribe to the Christian beliefs and traditions anymore because I woke up. I know the truth now, right? I'm in my Bible. They say get in that bag. I'm in my Bible, all right? And I know a little something something about tithing too. What they teach you in church about tithing is not true. When they talk about tithing in the Bible, they don't talk about giving your 10% of your earnings, okay? They don't talk about all that, all right? And I want y'all to look at exactly what's going on in these Christian churches. Watch this. Giving has really not met the level that it's supposed to. You're really not tithing. And we really would prefer that all of our members tithe when they come to Let me tell you something. I give $20 a week. Some of them folks put $2, $3 yeah, but, but, but in the But you make more than $200. I feel like you're targeting me. Oh, no, we're not. You know, because you're going to make a few dollars. Can you know your boy? Can you know your boy? Yeah, you, you get this ain't no lie, man. 
Okay. Well, well, this we have to deal with the elephant in the room, and the elephant in the Pastor, room. Pastor, be honest with you. Okay, I'm not going to come up here and give y'all all my money that I make yeah. every month. I'm just sorry. I, I'm being fair. Well, we're not put, looking put, for you. you know, I put twenty dollars a week, yeah. and then sometimes think about I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty dollars a week is 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 like giving uh, a dollar. Is that your ten percent? That's my business. That's what it is. I wrote what she wrote. What you make and see it. It does not. Well, I got to do five minutes. I'm not gonna let y'all attack me. I really don't even believe in the ten percent. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I think that was man-made. You feel me? Because back then, when they came up with ten percent, ain't nobody had jobs. So where the money come up with ten percent at? Who told you folk didn't have jobs? They had jobs. They had livestock. They 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 had uh. What black? You're giving. Did y'all hear that? I need to know if y'all heard it. Now, this is very common nowadays. These pastors have got the fuck out of control. Okay, you're supposed to be teaching the word of God, but you're busy confronting your church members about how much money they giving. How dare you? Listen, Audacity was on sale even in the Christian churches because I wish a motherfucker would come from the pew and tell me how much I'm supposed to give. Oh, no, ma'am. Oh, no, ma'am. No, sir. Because first of all, a lot of these teachings, it's not even in the Bible. Let's be clear. Order in the court. When they talked about tithing and, and, and giving, giving back, motherfuckers didn't even, motherfuckers didn't even have money back then. It was a barter system. Okay. All right. Okay. This is this is all all of this shit. Where the money going to? Okay, money ain't going to God. But you got to be some type of motherfucker to come and talk to your people and tell them how much you they supposed to give. You don't know what these people going through. The fact that motherfuckers is even giving to your church, you should be happy about. Because let's be clear, that money ain't going to the church. That money, a lot of people is at churches, they've been giving, 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 and when somebody die, they can't even get a goddamn funeral service at that church. They can't even get the pastor to reach out to them, okay? Let's just be clear. A lot of these ties is going to the, 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 the goddamn cars and private jets and homes and mistresses and bad bitches of the goddamn pastor. How dare you, right? This is getting out of control. This is getting out of control. And I have none other than my special guest that's going to come on here real quick and talk to you guys about the true meaning of tithing and what it means. Y'all know what it is. It is my man, my man, my man, and ordained pastor, preacher, Mr. Kyrie Beckham. Come on over here, Mr. Beckham. I just want you to tell the people what the Bible say about tithing. Uh Hey, a lot of people got a misconception of what tithing is, right? A lot of people believe it's money. But when you study the history of tithing, it had nothing to do with money. Matter of fact, when you read Deuteronomy chapter 14, right, <clears throat> and when they was paying their tithes, the most I told them, if, you, if it be too far away, in other words, if the, church, if the church be too far away, turn your tithes into money, right? Now think about that. Mm -hmm. There was a such thing as money back in the day. When you read Genesis chapter 24, right? Abraham paid money to buy a cemetery to bury his wife. Okay. So they had money back in the day. Oh, so I stand corrected. Yeah, they had money back in the day. Okay. All right. Then uh, I think it's First Chronicles chapter twenty-four, 
when uh, David sinned and numbered the people, <laughs> you when David sinned and numbered the people, right? He had to pay for the land to offer up a sacrifice in order for the judgment to be uh, appeased with the Most High. So they had money. Their money was gold. Their money was silver, right? And, and Matthew chapter 17, I believe it is. I'm just going off the rip. Matthew chapter 17, uh, when Jesus asked the question, he said, "Do who, who do we pay? Right? They said, we pay Caesar. And Jesus said, well, go down to the lake, and the first fish that you catch is going to be some coins in his mouth. Take them coins and go pay your taxes and pay mine. So they had money back in the day. So you got a lot of pastors saying, uh, food, uh, fruit, that was their money, but that was not the case. They had their own money system back in the day. They had gold. Uh, in the old King James verse, they called it shickles, okay. which is what we call quarters, nickels, pennies, and what you uh, uh, whatnot. But tide was food, man. So these preachers getting up telling you, uh, bring the tides. They run into Malachi chapter three, bring all the tides into the storehouse. But when you read that scripture in totality, it said that there may be meat for my people, right? So when, when Joseph was in charge of Egypt, second command, they brought him food. They brought him, brought him seed so that he can put in the storehouse in case of famine. When famine hit, they had food that was in the storehouse to help feed the people through famine. So Ty had nothing to do with food. I mean, it had nothing to do with money. It had everything to do with food, your agriculture, uh, the stuff that you grew from the ground. They had money back in the day, but when they paid their tithes, they used what they grew from the earth. When they gave offering, that's something totally different. Okay. Your offering can be money, but tithes can't be money. All right. So the way that the way that the Christian um churches are marketing tithes, is it correctly? No, okay, tell us why. <clears throat> it, it's it's all a gimmick. All right. I know some pastors preachers are gonna get mad at me. Paying tithes with your money, bring your ten percent from your check. That's, that's a gimmick. Do it say anything about 10%? 10% of what they grew from the ground. That's what tied it in. Okay. 10% of what they grew from the ground, right? And then when you read uh, over there in Genesis, Jacob said, I'm going to bring the most high a tenth of everything. So he brought him a tenth of his money because he said, I'm going to give him a tenth of everything I get. Okay. So if I got 10 houses, a tenth going to be a one house. I'm going to dedicate to the most high. Okay. But when he um, put the law out there for ties, it had only to do with food, what they grew from the earth, your corn, right, your lettuce, your strawberries, your blueberries, all that type of stuff. It had nothing to do with money. So could it be that because we're in a different time that they have just substituted that corn, food, all those things for money? Greed, 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 all right? The Roman Catholicism, all right, they the one that changed his laws with the scripture prophesied about it over in Daniel chapter 7. He said it's going to come a time when the beast, all right, and they're talking about that beast is talking about the Roman Empire. When the Roman Empire came into existence, they were the one that changed tithing into money because they was all about money, taxing people, taxing the land, right? So every place where uh, the Roman government is ruling, which America's underneath the Roman government, okay. which is another form of Babylon, right? Mm. So everywhere where the Roman government is, you're going you're gonna to see taxes, and they're going to push this agenda as tithes being money. Okay. 
Okay. Right? Because they're all about greed. They're all about money. Got it. Now, let me ask you one more question before we allow you to exit. Um, you have pastored over many churches before or have been, pre- you have preached yeah. over many churches before, or preached at churches before. My question is, if you were to see, if you were to, is this normal behavior for a pastor to dictate how much members should be giving? Where they come into you and they confronting you? Is that normal? And and would you would you say that's okay to do? Uh, it's, it's far from okay. I, uh, but the reality is, I've been at churches where <laughs> you couldn't sit on the first pew. What? If you want paying your tithes, all right. People that pay the most money in the church, they have special privileges where they see sit at. Right. Uh, I've been at churches where they say I'm gonna start putting people names on the on the wall to show you who who paying tithes and who ain't paying tithes, right? They uh, a lot of pastors try to shame people into giving them their money because it's all like I said, it's all a gimmick. And the crazy thing about it is most of these churches are in the hood, mm. and most of these faithful people <laughs> is living off social security checks, mm-hmm. and they paying tithes off their social uh, social security checks. While the pastor is living in a mansion, driving a Rolls Royce, driving a Bentley, all off the people in the hood, mm, mm, mm. these mothers. Boy, because I, I hate to say it, these mothers are some of the main faithful tie payers. Yeah. Right? And they, they living in a rundown house, don't have uh, their kids, ain't, you know, I hate to say it, ain't worth nothing. So they can't count on their kids. Most of their kids is out in the street addicted to uh some type of drug and yet they paying their tithes faithfully and really ain't getting no help from the bishop. Mm. We see it in Detroit. Mm. How many of these bishops living off the people in the hood and still telling them bring more money to the storehouse? Mm. They ought to be ashamed. Ought to be, ought to be ashamed. ashamed. I'm glad, man, my grandma ain't lie, but I sure tell the man, stop paying your money to these crooked preachers, man, these crooked pastors who sit up here and feeding us nothing but lies. Mm. And that's why, all right, you, I, I, <laughs> all right, we thank you so much. <laughs> oh, because y'all know he's about to get into some things. Y'all know, y'all done been on the show before when, <laughs> when, brother, when brother Beckham was on here. All right, y'all, we want to just thank him. Let's give a clap up for him coming on, you know, because. I don't claim to know everything and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my Bible and and reading it for myself. And so it's nice to have a preacher for um, a husband where he's able to give me that knowledge and and back me up and help me out. And so, yeah, I hope you guys was able to listen to some of the things that he said. Uh, This is crazy. That's my verdict. And I'm sentencing all pastors who are running these gimmicks to hell. Okay. Hell, eternal hell. And, and ultimately, that's where the fuck they going when you playing with God like that. When you playing in God's face, he going to make sure he do his big one. Order in the court. We're moving right along, you guys. We are moving right along to allegedly. So, allegedly, allegedly, some parents just terrible. Watch this. She is Miss Glass from your child's school. Yeah, I know who this is. 
What's going on? Hey, I was calling because I'm having a, a little bit of an issue out of your son today. He is not wanting to sit down in his seat, and he will not stop talking. So oh I was... Oh, my God. I thought he was sick. Um, so y'all don't have a Well, usually we use our behavior management system, which requires for us to call the parent if the behavior is... Well, it don't seem like it's really managing it. I mean, y'all can't... I'm trying to work. And I understand that, and I also am trying to work. Do y'all hear her? I want us to work together to ensure the success of your scholar. Okay. No, ma'am, I'm not trying to get smart. I just want us to work together to ensure the success of your scholar. Well, I mean, what are you doing? He won't sit down and he won't stop talking. Therefore, he's not able you to complete. You can't make him sit down. Well, yeah. I can't make a child do anything. I can request it. I can ask it. But I can't make him do it. And so I, I'm wanting to work together. Like, I brought him. I see him up there to this school because y'all need to know how to handle him. I thought they had teachers that wow. know how to handle the kids. I mean, wow. Y'all can't handle him. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. All right, y'all. I know y'all just saw that. Okay, let's talk about this. A teacher is going viral for recording a phone call with a parent to show how some parents don't come to fix their children's behavior. In fact, they condone it and they want to shift the blame and accountability and ownership to the teacher. The bottom line is this. Y'all kids bad as fuck. Okay, he's embarrassing himself and he's embarrassing the parents. And ultimately, when your kids come to school acting bad as fuck and you come in there trying to act like you professional and you so high and you so this, we know who you really are through your children. The actions of your parenting is coming through your children. This is sad. Teachers are one person. They have to teach 35, sometimes 40 children, especially in inner city schools. These kids be bad than a motherfucker, okay? There is not, it is not possible for these teachers to be able to teach effectively in eight hours without the help of parents. Parents are parents for a reason. Because once your child leaves school, it's up to you to parent them, to teach them, to correct their behavior. What this mother exhibited when this teacher called was straight up a lack of parenting. And this is what we see all the time. The parents want to get mad at the teachers for trying to chastise them. They want to put the, the ownership on the teachers for how their children is behaving instead of stopping what they're doing and making sure that their children are properly taught, that their children are properly disciplined. This right here, this is how, this is why so many kids are in prison for life. This is why so many children are dead because parents are no longer parenting. They are shifting the responsibility onto others, others who have no responsibility to parent your child. I'm supposed to be teaching your children a curriculum, not teaching your child how to behave. That's your job, order in the court. And this mother had the audacity to talk about, oh, you can't make him sit down. How the fuck she supposed to make your child sit down and she can't hit your child? And the moment she hit your fucking child, then you up there and you trying to fight. The reality is this, parents, y'all doing a poor ass, pathetic, piss poor job parenting your kids. I know that you have to work. I know that you have to put food on the table, but your children are important. They are imperative. They say, they say that these kids are supposed to be our future. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? We in trouble.
Because these kids ain't listening to a motherfucking thing that an adult has to say. Being an authoritative figure means shit to this new generation. And it's mostly because of the parents. They're not parenting. Okay? You're supposed to have collabed with this teacher and said, hey, I got you. What is it that you need for me to do? Not cause controversy with this teacher. Not cause conflict with this teacher not be combative with this teacher this teacher is here to help your child learn grow prosper develop and this is the response let me play this back for some people that's just getting on here some of y'all ain't see this check this out it's from your child's school yeah i know who this is what's going on hey i was calling because i'm having a, a little bit of an issue out of your son today he is not wanting to sit down in his seat and he will not stop talking so i was oh I where is see. the father um, where is the father in this well, usually we use our behavior management system, which requires for us to call the parent if the behavior is getting... Well, it don't seem like it's really managing it to you. I mean, y'all... She gonna say it don't seem like y'all managing anything because, young lady, this is the job for you. Where is his father at? See, that's the problem. A teacher is reaching out, telling you that your son is misbehaving. This gonna be the same son that's gonna end up robbing people. Hi, stealing people cars, killing people, fighting on the streets, and maybe even getting shot by a goddamn police officer. Because if he can't listen to the teacher, you know goddamn well he ain't listen to the police ordering the court. Okay? And then we have this type of combative uh, attitude that the mother is meeting the teacher with, with resistance instead of being supportive. But what's most important is where is the father? See, if we if we have two parent households, a lot of these mishaps, a lot of this bad behavior would be diminished because when a father is present in a household, he brings a certain type of authority to those children. A mother can only do so much, as you guys can see. She unconcerned. She don't give a fuck. She like, hey, uh, I'm busy. I'm at work. What's up? She don't even care that her son is misbehaving. She's aggravated and irritated when she should be on alarm. She should be disturbed that a teacher has to stop what she's doing and call your black ass. But that's not the case. I want to know what's y'all verdict. Call on in 313-753-2696. Listen, I don't have children. I do have stepchildren. Um, and I do have a godson. But it makes it very hard for me to ever want to be a parent in today's society. I mean, just the way shit going. You know, just the way things are going, everything, nothing has God in it no more. Nobody, don't nobody care. Do anybody care about God? Y'all do know that we've got to lead this motherfucker, right? You do realize that. Nobody is immortal. Motherfuckers think they immortal. You're not. Same thing Tupac thought. Same thing Blade thought. Same thing 50 Cent. All these motherfuckers think that they immortal. But guess what? We all have to answer to the most high and that's the problem ain't nobody teaching their children and ain't nobody in their household talking about god because if you was your children would be different the way that you act would be different the way that you interact with people would be different so we already know ain't nobody got no god in their life and that's the problem that's why this world going to hell in a handbasket this is why children are killing parents 
right now. This is why we're in this type of situation. Because ain't nobody got no God in their life. Amen? Amen again. We're moving right on. We are moving right on. Allegedly, number Water two. poisoning with lead. Black communities. Vaccines and autism. Predominantly black kids at risk. Not, not only black kids, but there's a higher risk with black kids. Did y'all hear that? A scientist admits that the government is purposely killing blacks through the medical system. Now, this is, this is, this is fucked up, okay? But this ain't no shocker. We already know that black women are dying faster than any other race in the hands of medical professionals because they don't give a fuck about us, okay? We can come in there and tell them that we are hurting. Something feel like it's twisting and turning. The baby dad say, hey, we, we ain't see nothing. We don't see nothing. Ain't nothing wrong with you. And send us out. And we fuck around and, 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 and fibroid tumors be erupting and bursting in our body. We fuck around, fall out and die. Because these medical professionals don't give a fuck about black people. It's very, very, very sad. But it's very, very, very true. This is the society that we're living in. You have a scientist right now admitting that they are poisoning black communities through the water system. Now, we've seen this firsthand in Flint. It's still going on. They water still ain't right. Motherfuckers still ain't drinking water from Flint. Do you know what I'm trying to tell you? People are still affected by the water crisis that happened some time ago. Okay, that was done by the government of Michigan. Children are affected. Children have diseases. Parents are defect affected. But you have a white scientist telling you in plain sight. America don't give a fuck about black people. They're doing everything in their power to annihilate us. They're doing everything in their power to make sure that we do not continue to produce they hidden below the belt. I found out that Bill Gates is now over Bragg's apple cider vinegar. And he is changing the ingredients. Okay? Bill Gates, allegedly, don't give a fuck about black people. He don't give a fuck about nobody. He trying to kill people. Allegedly. That's what they saying. They saying he's trying to kill people. Okay? GMO and all type of shit. He doing all type of shit to to the, the vinegar. It ain't even the same ingredients no more. It could possibly harm you. And here we have a scientist letting us know what his people is up to. And ain't nobody listening. People awake, but people ain't woke. Order in the court. We moving right along. We are moving right along to our final segment of tonight. Our final segment of tonight is called Judge and Jury. Judge and Jury. Judge and Jury. Y'all, what y'all are seeing right now are children who are mimicking their parents, mimicking the adults around them, mimicking this propaganda that they're throwing on us, these sexy reds, these lottos. These Sukiyanas mimicking what they see on social media. These are young girls with their mother's lace front wigs on 
talking grown, acting grown, trying to be grown. They are in a rush to be hood rats. Order in the court. These young ladies are in a rush to be hoes. Order in the court. These young ladies are in a rush to be prostitutes. Order in the court. And it's not their fault. It's their parents' fault. Let me tell you something. Children are extremely impressionable. You have to watch what you say, what you do in front of these children in today's society. They are smart. They are picking up just like that. You are supposed to be a role model to your daughters. But instead, what are we exhibiting? We are exhibiting horrorism everywhere we turn. Motherfuckers is excited to be a hoe. They excited to be outside. Meanwhile, these people have children. And here are their children. These are their children right here. Look at these little girls with these lace fronts on. Different colors. Different spirits is in them. Okay? Look at how they're behaving. When they're supposed to be doing hopscotch and jump roping, they want to be hoes. They in a rush to be little Fatianas. They in a rush to be outside. They in a rush to stand on business. They in a rush to do their big one. Is anybody else as sad as I am for this generation of women, for this generation of young girls? They have nobody to look up to. Where are the Michelle Obamas? Where are they at? We don't have them. We got Kim Kardashians. We got slut walks. We got Sukianas. We got sexy reds. And this is who these children are looking up to. This is a sad, sad time, you guys. I need y'all to call in 313-753-2696. I need y'all to call on in. If you don't have the number, this is the number right here. We're living in some sad-ass motherfucking times, okay? These times make you want to cry, okay? These are somebody's children. These are somebody's children behaving like this. But they learned this behavior from their mamas. They sisters, what they seeing on TV, ain't nobody parenting their kids no more. Don't nobody give a fuck about these kids no more. They pushing these bitches out and saying, figure it out. And unfortunately, these kids are learning through trial and error. And you wonder why they grow up and they fucked up. They can't get no man. They having all these kids out of wedlock. They done been raped four and five, six times. Because where are they parents? Y'all letting TV raise these kids? Y'all letting Sexy Red raise y'all children? Really? Boy, we are fucked up. We are fucked up. And I'm crying. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm crying for this society. I'm crying, baby. I'm crying. Anytime you ate. And nine years old with a lace front on that's, a, that's red, trying to do baby hair, that's orange, that's blonde. You supposed to be watching fucking Mr. Rogers, Barney, Gracie's Corner. They around this bitch trying to lay down they lace front, sweetie. That's the new generation we living in. They trying to lay down they lace front, sweetie. They out here. You hear me? They out here. Throwing that ass in a circle, okay? Looking for the niggas with the dreads. They want. They looking for the scammers. These are next generation of hoochie mamas. They 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 enjoying being hoochie mamas. 
order in the court. Trying to tell y'all what I know, y'all. This is a sad, sad time. We're going into our last segment of the day, which is ask the judge. You are able to ask the judge anything you would like to ask me. If you don't want to ask me during this live, we are live right now on YouTube as well as Facebook. If you don't want to ask me right now, leave your questions in the comment section. Leave your questions in the comment section. Once again, you already know what time it is. Our book is still selling out every which way. My husband is an award-winning author. Alpha Diaries, you can find it on Barnes and Nobles as well as Amazon. Five stars across the board. He's helping changing men, making them better, making households better. Okay. We're helping to make black men great again. These are the keys to being a self-sufficient man and a leader within the relationship. Because ain't no, these men ain't no goddamn leaders. These men wearing purses. These men knocking out their women's teeth. These men ain't in their children's lives. You motherfuckers need my husband book immediately. Do you hear me? Expeditiously go pick up a copy of this. I'm talking about ASAP. We trying to change the trajectory of African-American households. And, and all of these lies that's been taught by, by social media. We're trying to change this stuff. We're going into 2024. We need to see progression. We need to see the rise of the black man. Because right now he is failing. And if you want to do better, you want to know how to do better, but you don't know how to do better, go grab you a book. Okay? Also, we got sponsorship opportunities available for you. All you have to do is hit me up. If you want to talk about market or brand your if you want to brand anything that you need, your business, your association, your products, we have sponsorship opportunities, okay? We even are able to do sponsorship videos like this. Make sure y'all hit me up if y'all need a sponsorship. All right, and make sure you guys come to my comedy show. Y'all know what it is. Make sure y'all come to that comedy show, sweetie. We need y'all to come to that comedy show. It is this Friday. This Friday. Me, Mike Chase, Shorty, Foolish, T-Bar. It's going to fuck down. We on the east side with it. We at the MRCC Conventional Center. All right? End off your year with some laughs, food, and jokes, and beats. This Friday, I got new content. It's going down. Y'all already know what time it is. It is your favorite funny girl comedian, Judge Miles. And this has been another great episode of The Verdict Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to my channel. Until next time, see you guys later.